Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? It is January 27th. I just checked this computer to see what day it was. <laughs> I'm coming to you live from this... Dentist ha- office? Yeah, this is the yeah. dentist office yeah. here at Vice in Brooklyn. We fix all your teeth. We give you, like, we give you grills. We give you new crowns. Like, if you have, mm-hmm. like, some... Mm-hmm. If you need fillings, we got you. We tell you to floss twice a day. At least twice a day. It's, it's good for you. I try to floss all the time every day. All day. I floss nonstop. Always be flossing. You know, ABF. it's a like Glengarry Glen Ross. Right, exactly. You know, kind of thing. Like, exactly. always be flossing. That's us. Joining us, Danielle Rienda. Hi, everybody. Also joining us, Tim Barnes. What am I doing here? Yay! Tim Barnes, our, our producer, our engineer, is joining us. Uh, Patrick couldn't be here with us, uh, and I didn't know that until <laughs> because five of failure. Ago. Not because Patrick didn't like put in for time off correctly. I fucked up and forgot, uh, and so I was like, oh shit, we need another guest because the way that our, our Twitch stream looks has another window on it. Yeah. And so yep. Tim... Let's Might as well face me, yeah. Tim is Let's, doing the work right now so of we, not just yes. being here and, and, you know, guesting for us, but also yeah, mixing yeah. the audio. Thank you for joining us, Tim. I'm very excited to be here. Moments I, before you got here, you were exuberant or mm-hmm. anxious. About the human-pig hybrid The combination uh, human-pig hybrid. The chimera. Pigman. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Chimeras were historically believed to guard humans. Oh, that's Somewhere cool. along the line, they became like villains in D anD. d Well, this like, this chimera actually kind of does that. It's maybe not guarding, but it's aiding humans. Because the, the point of this right, human hybrid is to be cut open and to have organs to give its torn organs from it. to you. I do that in Dragon's Dogma all the time. I all kill a chimera and I'm like, yo, I need that that heart to put in this sword <laughs> to make it better. Yeah, for some reason, you know. What what was this? How did you hear this story? I was doing a voiceover recording yesterday, and someone just brought it up from their Twitter feed as yeah. small a small talk conversation. And Science now, is weird. It's very weird, and I feel so casual about it too. It's it's not even. I'm going to forget about it tomorrow. You're going to forget tomorrow that there is a thing alive right now that is half <laughs> yeah. human, half pig. We, we, all, we all know, of course, that pigs and humans are like yes. cousins. Or and this also depends anyway. on when you believe life begins. So oh, true. Yeah. It's just an embryo right now. It's just an embryo it's right now. It's just an embryo. Yeah. But it's this going is, to be an So we need to see how Mike Pence feels about this. Ultimately, okay. I think this will... <laughs> I, Mike Pence... As a human-pig hybrid, yes. Mike Pence oh, might have some serious feelings about this concept. Yeah. Oh, this is not the only science news. I woke up and was late to work today because I was reading about uh, the way that they made hydrogen into a metal. The headline <laughs> said, like, oh, they turned hydrogen into steel. But that's a lie. They didn't do that. They made it, like, really cold and really pressurized. Yeah. And made it, like, 
as hard as steel. They made it a metallic instead of a, a gas or a liquid or yeah. whatever. And hydrogen metal, my favorite rock genre. Nice. Yes, hydrogen, hydrogen metal. metal. Yes, it's, it's it's super hot. It's yeah. It's that's no, not good. Uh, what's the other? <laughs> it's super chill, actually. Yeah. You know, it's like, like the chillest you know that, like, metal. Ninety-eight percent of metal is made up of hydrogen metal, but like we just don't. It's not the kind we need to live. We need oxygen metal to live. Right, that's the kind we need. These are all bad. Yeah, all bad. <laughs> we all need a lot of elements for our. But that's it's crazy. Like like in both cases, those veer towards the side cyberpunk like sci-fi yeah. the the hydrogen metal stuff specifically is a lot about the stuff that i've seen it talked about is like uh this is how you're going to end up going long distances in space because the this is like the one of the theories is when you get hydrogen into uh, it is hydrogen not helium right i don't I believe it's that. hydrogen okay i believe yeah. it's hydrogen hydrogen's um, the most common element right so like yeah. they hyper compress it and so if it's if it's metastable, first of all, if it's metastable, I'm going to drop some science on it. I read this morning, which is probably not knowledge at all. Yeah. Um, it means that it's it means that it can stay in that that hard like that firm metallic format. The format the, no. that's one of obviously if you took chemistry, there's the, 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 the four format formats. Of chemicals. Uh-huh. Gas is a format, uh-huh. uh, but if it's if it's a solid, if it remains that metallic solid, then it could be used to like transmit electricity or messages, or it could be used in buildings and stuff like that that's without cool. being compressed. But you can turn all the air in this room into metal, which would destroy us right now. I right? hope. That's... I would hope. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate weapon. <laughs> the ultimate metal weapon yeah. is destroying people by turning air into, into metal, metal. And then all of a sudden, your molecules are just dispersed. Yeah. X-Men get weirder and weirder. I know. Yeah. We don't want to give Donald Pretty Trump good. the power of Magneto. No, it's, no. That was the worst no. possible outcome. <laughs> no, we really don't. The, um... <laughs> But the thing that they're saying is like, okay, if you could do that, then if you figure out a way to like release that and like uh-huh. decompress it, the energy that would be produced from that would be incredible. So what you wow. end up doing is like storing a bunch of it by compressing it really deep and then getting up in space and being like, psst, like you pop a balloon and then it's like, psh, then you go really wow. far. It's just like warp drive. Well, so I actually dilithium crystals rather. I actually read about the like proposed EM drives. That that people have been debating for a long time, but apparently there is a paper that is undergoing peer review right now that is theoretically, I think may have passed through peer review but not been published yet, about an EM drive, which is the the shitty analogy that the scientists use to tell it to stupid people like me is like, what if, what if by pushing on your, your driving wheel inside of a car, you could push your car? So there's it breaks like a fundamental law of physics, which is like you know Newton says for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, which is why like you have to blow something up to go forward, mm-hmm. right? There has to be combustion, energy is lost. This is like there's energy happening inside of a closed system that moves the entire system forward. That's wow. um, It only happens in like really small ways, but yeah. they're working on it. I don't know. Science. Yeah. Yeah. Science is pretty cool. We're going to well, be have pig humans driving our Ubers. In right. space. Right. In hiding. space. <laughs> using <laughs> EM drives. Welcome to the fucking future, yep. man. Here yep. we are. I mean, I'd be cool with anything that means us in space and actually exploring, yeah. you know, getting out there a little bit. I I'm feel like, like, like many of our problems space. are resource problems. You know? Yeah, but I don't think the solution is like to go fuck up more worlds. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's kind of what we're designed thing. to do. Like, no, humans are basically. I think, that that's, I think that's what we've trained ourselves to do. Yeah, that's true. that's all I'm saying. I, I think we need to. I don't. We need to live in harmony with nature. I think we need to do a better job of of catching ourselves when we look for utopian solutions. And like yeah. one of those utopian solutions is like, oh, if we just make it to space, all the problems will disappear. And oh, they, like, won't. they won't. I just, I just want like, there to be colonies on Mars and cool things. I, I would. That would be that's cool. All. I like. That's all. I would be happy to live in that world, but that world would also need people to 
make sure that the resources on Mars were being fairly distributed. That's true. And that, like, the people who got to go live on the dope space colonies weren't... So we need to get rid of capitalism first. On it. That's, that's first. That's step, well, no. you know, that's no, 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 step no, no, no. one. Step one in Star Trek is the world gets destroyed. Right. There's World War Three. Yeah. Then it's, capitalism is done. Well, first there's genetic super soldiers. That's, and then that's true. And then there's World War Three. Then there's no capitalism. Because then there's, no there's beautiful space exploration. No, then there's lots of drunk people. The prime directive. And then one drunk guy gets super lucky twice. <laughs> that's true. And that's Cochran, Captain Kirk? No. No. It's Zephyr Cochran. It's who Zephyr it is. Cochran. <laughs> That's who it is. Zephyr Cochran. Yeah. Who basically, first of all, he like he almost builds a warp drive, right? Mm. We've done this talk on a different stream before. Okay, we played cool. No Man's Sky a while ago. Yeah. That stream's gone. Like it's like in the ether. It's in space. Uh, yeah. So Zephyr Cochran builds yeah. or like designs it, mm-hmm. and then the the Picard Enterprise gets brought back in time to when he built it. Wow. Um, okay. And like basically pushes him to like do the damn thing. And finish it and get off of Earth. And then he gets lucky twice because there happened to be Vulcans watching. <laughs> at, that time. at that time. They're, wow. Well, they're going by. They're, they're, they're close That's by. even more lucky. They happened to be in the neighborhood. Well, that's the thing. Like the Enterprise knew about it, though. That's why. That's some fucking circular I know it's circular. Lock. I mean, it's still the best Star Trek movie. Yeah, it's definitely the best Star First Trek contact. movie. Bring things back to video games. Oh, thank you. Thank you, someone. Tim Wait, Barnes. is this a video game podcast? <laughs> Are you sure? If... So aliens, there's always like there's broadcast signals going out into space, right? Yeah. Yes. What would be the worst video game if the only broadcast that uh, intelligent life oh, out there shit. saw? What would be the worst video game for them to discover and base their concept of humanity? hatred? Hatred, <laughs> hatred. Probably. It's a game about shooting people because you hate them. Yeah. It's bad. That's the Wait, what? It's not good. That's a game? That's a yeah. game. How do you know you hate them? Does it build any oh, it, case? It's the it, whole point of the game. You don't get to, opens, it's not like a game where you, you choose a race or something. It opens with, <laughs> no, well, well. I mean, it's not far. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe that's the one, though. I think you're right. I Hatred. Think, I've never. What's I've the never opposite? Heard What's the best the game best? to send? Journey? Maybe. Journey's Is there right. a video game that doesn't involve any sort of violence? Yeah, lots yeah. of them. Lots of them, yeah. But, but... Those they wouldn't be very representative yes. of humanity, yes. frankly. Yeah, sadly. Well, yeah. Journey's about, like, communication, like, nonverbal communication, so it okay. could be like a, oh, this is how we can bond even without That's any kind idea. of human language. You, like, wow. skipped through all of Arrival to get to, like... I know, I did. Yeah, why didn't they just bring Journey up there? Yeah, why didn't they just... Like, that'd be fun, like a virtual reality body language game. Yeah. That would yeah. be cool, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Oh, like what if it's, like, Star Trek Bridge Commander? Perfect. And then, we can then it's like, be... this is how we wish we were. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is our, the world we want. Our for image ourselves. of ourselves. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would want something that represents the complexity. No, maybe you're right. I think something really pretty. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, they're pretty. Pretty and peaceful and, like, also about, like, a, an well, experience that's communication based. But what if they then show up and they're like, oh, wow, it's a cool party town. And they show up and they're like, oh, shit, they have nukes. <laughs> we didn't know about this. We only brought uh, like we brought beer. We didn't bring self defense equipment, nukes. right? Well, any any I don't alien think bring will... nukes anyway. But yeah. if you could send fi- a care package of video games to intelligent life, right. you don't know if they're good or evil. What what would you want to like, represent? What are your five? Yeah, yeah. What would you want to represent Earth? I think Journey's one of them. Journey's. I like that. Journey's I want like a really complex thing that they wouldn't be able to wrap their like heads a around. Very systems based. Yeah, like, game? A, like a Crusader Kings or mm-hmm. a yeah. Europa Universalis, something that's like really strat, like grand strategy. Look at all of the complexity of human interaction that's hard for people to get along. Um, Diaries of a spaceport janitor. It'd be cool. Be like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's home. Be like, this is what this. our city looks like. <laughs> yeah. I would send them Pokemon. Pokemon because we just make them think we have Pokemon yeah, on Earth. And they won't fuck with us. They will think we're really cool. <laughs> or they'll get here and they'll be like, 
oh, everyone's sad because all the Pokemon died. <laughs> it's time to be, oh, no. We should give them their own Pokemon. We should give them Pokemon, yeah. We're, but the opposite could be true. They're like, oh, shit. All right, if we, by the time we go down there, we better have Pokemon, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to research a bunch of Pokemon, and they'll build their own Pikachus, their own Laprases, yeah. and, and whatnot. And they'll come to town, and that'll be that. I hope they have clef keys. They, they probably do. They probably look I like clef keys. keys. What if it's just a bunch of keys in space? That'd be cool. I had an idea to talk about things today, yeah. and now it's just gone. Now it's I just... feel like, well, we got three more games. Wait, Actually, we have two, two more games because we said Diaries. Is uh, it's like better. an it's like an obvious answer at this point. But like, I think Minecraft is like yeah. a game separate from its creator that's very good. Um, like, I think it stands out as one of the best games of the last couple of decades in terms of like, look at all of our creativity. Like, look at what we could build together, and and also is still interested in resources and yeah. like exploration and all of that. Nice. No, no. What about you, Tim? You get one pick. I mean, yeah. I, I've told you guys well, before that the, I, ever since I beat the oh, Pokemon sure. League, I stopped really playing video games. And then the, the one champion. chance in my life that I had to get into them was when I got a Sega Dreamcast for Christmas. And then we all know what happened to the Dreamcast. Yeah, let's so. not talk about it. Yeah, so Jedi Power Dreamcast. Battles. These are the only games I remember playing. Jedi Power Battles. Good. Tetris. Good. <laughs> some Good. version of Mario. Good. Okay. Uh, I already said Pokemon, yeah. and so I need one more. Uh <laughs> Well, actually, uh, I think we uh, actually Star hit five with Pokemon. Oh, Star, Star Fox, Fox is yeah. good. They might, oh, wow, what if they're animal people? <laughs> <laughs> well, it also shows, like, hey, we know how to shoot things. We know how to shoot if they're animal people, we might not want to send them Pokemon, though. I feel like we're missing yeah. something big here. You're right. Danielle, I feel like we're missing a we big are, thing. We're missing something just video grand about... Oh, I, we could send them Tony Hawk Ride. There, that's the true representation of the human race, especially in our... Our era. It shows our fallibility. <laughs> it shows that we suck a and, lot. and the fact that we build lots of chintzy shit from plastic. Yep. That's not fair. That, that fake skateboard is actually not that chintzy. It's like a, a sturdy it's a fake. solid fake broken skateboard. skateboard. Send them Twister. Let them have fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, they're going to have like eight limbs. That's like an unfair <laughs> advantage. Oh my god. What if, they, what if they don't have any limbs? What if they just float as globs of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And they communicate a through scent. A blob. Yeah. That would be that great. That should be... Boy blo- boy exactly. blob. Yeah. I think that's You know, nice. the WayForward remake of that was great. I, I recall. It's really good. Very pretty. Welcome to Waypoint Radio. <laughs> it's a podcast about video games. <laughs> Ostensibly. I've, I've been playing some games. You've been playing some games. I have. This week. We've actually taken some time out again. Earlier this week, I, I beat Gravity Rush 2. We actually have a piece going up on that today on the like interesting way that that game tackles class. Patrick and I wrote about it. Um, and then in general, the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I would, this doesn't have to be a big topic, but again, it's going up on the site today. Uh, Patrick wrote about like the really good year Japan is having so far for games. Yeah. Not that like Japan got together and is like, this isn't the Olympics of games necessarily, but it's like Yakuza 0, mm-hmm. Yakuza, uh, Persona 5 is coming out soon. Yes. Gravity Rush 2 I played and really like. Resident, Resident Evil 7. Uh, and ha- arguably, at the very, very end of last year, we had you know Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy and, and Last Guardian. Guardian so. and, and we will have Nier soon. Yeah. It's just like all of the games I want to play right now have been, not all of them, but many of them have been Japanese. And it's been a while since there's been that consistent string like that of just like, oh, wow, these are all surprisingly good. Um, which is rad. And Arguably, not, almost PS2 era. Well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to dismiss. Like, there are lots of people who love JRPGs, and those sure, have come sure. out over the last few years. Um, I'm just talking about for myself, right? You know, totally. personally, the last time I was that this excited about this many Japanese games, like more so than Western games, or right? Any other right, or just like this string of them in a row. So that's been really cool uh, yeah. that I've been that we've been kind of doing that because it's I think there'd been a lot of talk about like how bad the Japanese game dev scene not bad but how it hadn't found crossover success 
in the way that it used to, in the way that it used to dominate the industry. Um, and now it seems to be in a really good place, and that's exciting. And I guess it's it's also worth mentioning saying, like, outside of Nintendo. Because I, thinking sure, about it, right. I'm like, I've yeah, always course. been a huge Nintendo fan. So, like, yes, like, all of those games from Japan I've been super excited about. But now it's like, oh, from everybody else in Japan. It's right, also now Right, right. which also, like, yeah, Zelda is also coming out. Like, there's more and more, like, every every few weeks there seems to be something that's, like, the thing that everyone wants to talk about. Whereas in the last couple of years, it's felt like that's happened less and less, and it's been like, oh, this is a niche title that some people want to talk about. But it doesn't dominate the conversation in the big way. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been really cool. But despite that, the thing that I've played the most <laughs> this week... Uh, not even the most, but I, I put some time into it, was uh, an American game from forever ago, which is I played some SWAT 4 for the first time. Oh, please do which tell. is a game... So so I'll set this up for you, Tim. A yeah. long time you ago... you got to explain SWATs 1 through 3. Uh, well, I actually have to go back further than that. Because <laughs> SWAT 1, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty... Yes, so, so there was a, a series of adventure games called Police Quest... <laughs> from the 1980s when you just put Quest on something and turn it into a game. And those were, like, super interested in the procedural elements of policing. Um, Like, they were still story-driven. They still had, like, larger plots. But things like... When you pull a car over, what do you do? Wow. Like, so do you it's wait? ethical decisions. It, 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 I mean, it at the goes time, there. Yeah. At the time, okay. the, those early ones were ethical decisions in that okay. you, had, you had procedure that you had to follow. But it, it didn't really... It wasn't ethical in the sense of... It didn't contextualize it in the sense of like, oh, policing it could be better in America. It contextualized it in the sense of like, be a be a good cop like all the rest yeah. of us, okay. you know. Um, and and then eventually that became the SWAT series, and that series <laughs> is wild because the first SWAT game is a full motion video game like Sewer Shark or what's like a um, what's like a popular FMV game like. Um, you know what I mean when I say a full motion video ones. game, Tim? No, no. Fuck. Uh, like Harvester. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's a bad one. It's a terrible it, game. It, this yeah. episode's called Video Games for Dummies. That's it. Video <laughs> Games for <laughs> Dummies. That's good. Fuck, what is, the, what is a good example of an FMV game for someone who hasn't played it? was one? the one that came out like two years ago. That yeah, was the, like, not one that's not know. like one of the what, four What is FMV? Full motion video. Oh, you said that. Yes. So that's like a... It was basically like a genre in the 90s that had like professional video, like actors and that sort of thing on it. And you was usually pretty grainy gotcha. and um, bad. But, but you would make like decisions like oh if I press the button at this time the action right. will change like, so like Dragon's Lair is in a sense a full motion video game which yeah. just uses animation instead of video there right? was a Klingon one there's a Star Trek Klingon <laughs> totally. one that one was cool. yeah people are naming things like Contradiction and Phantasmagoria I promise you Tim has no idea what those are I what promise you I remember playing some 007 games were those kind of uh, no no okay not that All I can right. think of that had sort of a no, like it's literally the whole game is full motion video. There's oh, no. It's basically a video that you interact with. Like yes. A 90s yes. grainy video that right. you're interacting right. with. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so the first SWAT was one of those where it was just like a cop telling you, like, all right, if you use the mirror to go under and then uh, here's your gun. And oh, yeah. when you snipe, it's the wind direction. And then you had to go do a mission and like follow the procedure by clicking on parts of the screen in the right order. And basically. this was popular. People loved no. this. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Please. I mean, the genre was generally yeah. Star Wars yeah. Rebel Assault. Thank you, Jones Combo Ice Cream. The first Rebel Assault was animated, but the second one, which you should look up footage okay. for, Tim, yeah. is uh, is all live action. Wow. And it's all about them taking out a, a, a new type of star, uh, a new type of TIE fighter, a TIE interceptor. Who like, directed hybrid. it? Like, who directed this video? That's Did George Lucas directed. If I say yes, will you play it? Yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. It was see. definitely Georgie. It was totally him. <laughs> he was like, yeah, this is the actual.
actual episode one yeah. is this yeah. new tie interceptor <laughs> shit. Um, I think it was called like a shadow. I don't remember what it was called. Anyway, so that was the first SWAT. The second SWAT was a real time strategy game, mm. um, like a ta- real time tactical game of like top down view and you're clicking and moving people around. And then three and four became first person shooters, but like first person shooters where killing like I, I played through four or five levels last night and the most like action i saw was um uh I, I kind of had a mission to go into a club where two gangs were fighting a kind of like white gang versus a hispanic gang and that was like 12 people were involved total and like each one of them was frightening because they had guns and that is really fascinating in terms of gameplay design and i think it is really interesting to to play that game now in our context where we are much more uh, vocal about the uh, issues in policing across the country in terms of what good policing looks like. But at the same time, I, I definitely think that it holds up in terms of being a game that fucks with the first-person shooter genre. Um, so, like, I don't know, even even realistic first-person shooters inside of the console space or inside of the kind of mainstream space are games where you shoot hundreds of people over the course yeah. of your game, right? Like, even something like the Call of Duty series, which is supposed to be, like, a, a military action shooter, like, you're just blowing through people. Yeah. You're basically a camera with a with a win button. Right, you know? exactly. That's kind of how it works. Well, like, yeah. Battlefield Hardline was a game in which you were supposed to be a cop, but also you fought yeah. by yourself dozens and dozens of people, or arrested dozens and dozens of yeah. people per level. Um, and that game had all sorts of other problems. But in this, like, you know, there's a... The, the first mission is... Um, I think this is the first one. Is the first one the... First one might be the one of the early ones is like you get a call from a convenience store and someone is inside with a gun and like okay like that's okay yeah. and there might be some people in there who are not members who are not like with her with guns mm. um, and moving and clearing those rooms feels like Rainbow Six but the optimal way to play that game where like the goal is not to kill anybody on the hardest difficulty if you kill anybody you lose the mission and have to restart it that's cool um, which yeah. is a really like interesting design and instead it's about de-escalation but that de-escalation is mostly like throwing a flashbang and then hitting the button to get, well no like there's only so the only things that knock people out, out are a taser which has one round in it and you have to be super close and it's like really hard to use you have um like pepper spray but it doesn't knock anybody out it just like disorients them and you have like some stun grenades that can like you have like a basically like a beanbag grenade a flash grenade and a uh like a smoke grenade so it's almost unrealistic in the opposite way like because pepper spray will knock somebody it makes them like go ah and they'll drop their gun but you still then have to direct them to get on the ground and then handcuff them like it doesn't just knock them out it it disorients them and it gives them it means that you can handle them from there but like it isn't it isn't like i point this button that you hit the button and then you drop right. which is like the way stun guns in modern games work For in sure. battlefield For hardline sure. right yeah um and there's no like melee attack or anything and also you're like hyper vulnerable because the, it isn't just like you lose when you die you lose when you get incapacitated and it's like pretty easy to inca- incapacitate someone even if they have body armor on sure. and so the vibe ends up feeling like super tense and sometimes even less like a police story and more like something like seven or Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Like, the oh. second mission is, like, super, like, famous, in a sense, in that game, in which you're going after a serial killer. You've identified where he lives. You know that he and maybe an accomplice live in the house. You know that his mother lives in the house. Um, and it 
it's just like a really fucked up house that isn't being taken care of and that has like some shit in the basement and it like it it definitely is a thing that's like okay this is very of its time like women who are like tied up in ways that are like oh okay but yeah. also very much referencing that history of thriller of, of yeah. film thriller um and the score in those sections is really interesting because it is like early synth like oh wow squeals and like yeah. like spooky it's spooky to move through these spaces and so that was really interesting to check it out alternatively sometimes you get into a gunfight and again this is like a gunfight against two people and it's just like bound down but down but down and it's like oh, 90s techno good oh that sounded <laughs> yeah. like some what, not rage against the machine red hat chili peppers yeah it was oh yeah that was just i was doing my bass voice instead of my synth voice but it, yeah. right exactly it's this came out what year that came out in... That's a good question. I actually don't late know. Late 90s, early 2000s? I want to say late 90s. It was a rational joint, actually. It sounds um, great. Was it 2005, that? actually? No. Yes, it was. Okay. Look at that. Wait, I, I was you? editing a piece about it. Were you? And that's oh, why. Like, so yes, I wasn't sure true. if you were talking about SWAT 3 or 4, four. for a second So there, 3 yeah, came okay. out before, and my understanding, that I haven't played 90s, any 3. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, I didn't play any 3 at all. Uh, so four is the first time I played since two. Okay. Um, my computer was just bad when this game yeah, came out, and so I, I didn't play, any of them, play so. it at all. Yeah. Um, and like I, the thing that ends up being interesting is like where we are at with policing is a different place as a nation. Yeah. Though even then, I remember feeling less enthralled by the talk around it. It's really I mean, this is Bush era. This, this is, is like right. prime yeah. peak yes. Bush yes. era. Yes. You know. So, so it's one of those things of like there was a video going around by by a friend of of the site, Daniel Dwyer, in which he was pepper spraying the the serial killer's mom basically and bring her down onto her knees to arrest her, and yelling like hitting the yell button and like that's the right move in this scenario where there's a definitely a serial killer in the house and I guess she's threatening and so I don't know maybe that pepper spraying her is probably not the best solution yeah, yeah. Um, but the the there was something in me that tensed up at the police, at being the cops yelling at yeah, this woman. Yeah. Not that she was doing nothing, like, again, she was hiding the fact that her son was a serial killer. Can you imagine a world where, let's say 2020, okay, yeah. presidential elections in the air. Yeah. Instead of a debate, we have the two main candidates uh-huh. play a video game like this, a thought experiment. Right, to see what they do. Game, to see what oh. they do for an hour. This, this is, is very thought-provoking. Okay, so what do you think they would do? I don't know. So, like it's, in, so it's, in, it's obviously 2020, so it's yeah. going to be so Kanye Elizabeth West <laughs> versus Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, yeah, that's... I, I Well, I could see... I would love to see... I would love to see the debate formats change in wild, different ways, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Like, I would love to see them do... I would love to see the, like... Uh, to put it in terms that Danielle will definitely get... I don't know if you will. Uh-huh. The Kobayashi Maru style... <laughs> Yes. I'm going to get you on some Star Trek shit, Tim, one of these days. Tim, we're going to watch Dude, Can you explain the Kobayashi yeah, yeah. Maru? It's Tim? basically an impossible scenario. Okay. So it, it refers to something in the Star Trek series where, you know, every cadet in Starfleet, if you're in the, like, command, if you're going to be commanding people, it's a test of, like, your character under Whoa. you're all going to die. It's a no-win scenario, basically. Right. So it's like, how do they react yeah. under those circumstances? Nice. Kirk, of course, cheats and, like, changes the computer yeah. so he can I win. I saw an episode of Quantico jerk, like this. But, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. They stole that yeah. from the future. Basically, they stole it from the future from of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that would be cool. Yeah. Um, well, that was a thing for me, too, is there was definitely a moment where I 
shot a dude that I didn't. So like, first of all, shooting anybody does feel weird. Um, it's also just easier to like tell your crew to do it for you. Like, all right, just breach and clear this room for me. And then I don't have to pull the trigger or go in first. <laughs> and that already is like a good test of leadership <laughs> yeah. of like, you know, Jackson, open this door, you know, fields, you get in there, you clear it. I'm not going to yeah. fuck with this. Like, uh, if I die, the whole mission is over. You could uh, all die. And as long as I live, we fine. win. Yeah. So, um, which is bad. <laughs> um, That's its own commentary. It right totally there. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, so there was a moment in the club level where I was uh, like, so there's, again, it's kind of a, a nightclub scenario. Uh, and it was a bunch of different, like a couple of bars, a couple of like venue spaces, uh, the bathrooms. And every time you play the level, it, the distribution of characters is different. So you never like, it's not just like I learned, I memorized the pattern. Uh, and so I went in and, you know, had cleared out most of it. And I couldn't find the last guy. And I went, we went up to this like second floor, like balcony looking down onto the dance floor. And I saw moving over to the left. First of all, like the best thing this game does ever is like, oh, that guy has a gun. And then his response isn't to shoot at you. It's to run away and like to disappear from your view. And that's like, oh. oh." Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, uh, like, where is he? I know there's a guy with a gun out there. Where is he? He would kill all of us. And that is already better than or more interesting than yeah. 90% of first person shooters I get to play. Um, because the their like AI routine is about survival, not about like killing you necessarily. Yeah. But so I see this guy on the second floor, like turn around the corner. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm gonna go around that corner. And I pop around and he has a gun. He has like a like a, an Uzi. He's a submachine gun. And he like, almost sees me this is a situation where it's like oh i got him in my sights i go to shoot he goes to shoot me or he doesn't even go to shoot me he turns towards me i feel myself press the button to sh- to pull the trigger my first like collection of shots misses and i'm like oh thank god like he didn't i would you get points taken off if you kill somebody who if you shoot somebody who doesn't like pose a threat to you right uh, and also, you shouldn't kill people generally it's also a bad in thing life. To do. <laughs> and then yeah. he turned and went to fire back, and then I shot him and killed him. And I was like, "Well, if I hadn't fired that first time, could have I closed the distance and gotten him to like give up? I don't know. Maybe, like, probably could have. But I fucked up and fired first. But this is one of those scenarios that when the cops come through later, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, he was shooting at you. You definitely mm-hmm. were in the right to kill him." It's like, "Oh damn." Okay, thanks, SWAT. Thanks for making me think about this in a very intense way. That's oh, that's fascinating. I, I really do want to play it. It's an it is like as someone who plays a lot of first person shooters, it's just interesting to see someone who was or a group that were, were working on something that was pushing against the the or like kind of synthesizing a bunch of different things. Because again, it definitely has a Rainbow Six vibe, but like a, a much faster paced thing. There's no like planning stage of literally dropping points. You just like go in and they can give orders. So it's 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 worth checking out. Just to be clear, the reason I'm playing this is it just came out on Good Old Games this week. Yeah, uh, I think we have a piece like you said going up this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, going so. up this weekend yeah. tomorrow, I think. That fact. sounds right. That should sounds be, right. Should be a good time. You should read it. Not uh, Waypoint. Waypoint.vice.com. Danielle, <laughs> yeah. what have you been playing this week? I have been endlessly nonstop playing Punch Club, 
on 3DS. Punch That's Club. You heard it right. Yeah, first rule of Punch Club: don't drink it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink the punch. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. you, at punch you club. win. Yeah. You, yeah. Win. you win at punch club. It's good. You win all the fights if you're the only one not drinking exactly. the punch. You just have your wits about you. Exactly, because you're going to fail your drug test. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about Punch Club. So Punch Club came out probably about a year ago, I think, uh, originally. This is the new 3DS version. Yeah, I definitely lost an afternoon to it at work once <sighs> at so Giant good. Bomb. Um, so it was like last summer or something like that, sure. or, or spring. Uh it just disappeared. It just disappeared. My afternoon vanished. <laughs> I've been playing it in between, like, I'm like, all right, I'll edit a piece, then I'll play five minutes, edit a piece, then I'll play five minutes. Like, I can't stop. It's it's a really, really good sort of management sim mm-hmm. that also has really good strategic combat in it. So it kind of is layering the combat on top of, like, just a very satisfying core of, like, you are a boxer, mm-hmm. and you have to train every day. You also have to have a job, you know, to make money, and that's going to take away time from training. You have wow. to you have to balance all these stats basically as your little fighter, and as you you know get into fights, you know, professional fights, <laughs> and fights. also get yeah. into street also fights, street also fights. with uh, Ninja Turtles. This game is awesome. <laughs> right, there are some, there are definitely some like. <laughs> so what's goofy, what's the day job? What's things. the person? What's the? He's a construction worker okay. or a pizza delivery yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's definitely sort of uh, there's actually like a really strong strong narrative to it too like it's like oh you're you're this little boy and your father is Whoa. killed and there's a whole thing about you know wow. there's like a whole martial arts narrative okay. to I was it thinking well. is there a video game equivalent to that movie boyhood you know where you just follow someone from, <laughs> is there every day yeah. the sims right the sims. oh probably yeah basically. the sims is that that's what it basically. is basically that's, that's one of the games we should send to the aliens yes, also definitely. real talk that'll give them yeah. a realistic yeah this is what we're most, like this is it like yeah good and bad yeah. here we go I'm surprised you didn't say that matrix game that the Matrix Online. Online. It's would dead. Say, it's, it's dead. Okay. If it wasn't dead, I would be all for people playing it. Yeah. That's what the aliens can Maybe do that's for the us. aliens. Maybe that'll be their gifts. They'll say, Austin, we brought you <laughs> two gifts. What are they? Wish. And I'll say, The Matrix Online. And my second wish is make it work with everybody and play it with me, please. Also, oh. and they'll be like, boom, 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 because they communicate with music in this world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll play it, but like through a keyboard. I was thinking yeah. like the worst case scenario if I send those that Pokemon game out there is if it is like, uh, what's what's the movie you're referencing with that? Uh, third Encounters. Third, yeah. Encounters the Third Encounters. Yeah, yeah. Third Encounters. But there's just a ship that comes <laughs> down and says, Pika? Right. That's yeah. not bad. That, that would be they just talk to us, just in, talk to us in... They only know Pokemon <laughs> language. I, that's all we sent them. Yeah. The thing is that we would be sending them like a Game Boy version instead of being able to say the version, instead yeah. of being able to say... Pika, make make... sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound Pokemon made in the original. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Punch Club oh, is a man. game. Punch Club, like Pokemon, has like a tactical combat Yeah, system. it's actually really good. So depending on sort of your build, you can have like an agility build, a strength build, or a like a blocking heavy turtle. The turtle, the way of the turtle <laughs> okay. is the way it's called. Um, you're going to want to use different combinations of things. Punches, kicks, counterattacks, you know, all sorts of stuff. And like... It's actually fairly... It's not realistic in the way that, you know, boxing itself... Mm. Unless this is a Thai boxing game, there would be no kicking. Anyway. But anyway, Fair. let's... Uh, okay. And there's Ninja Turtles in it. Or Ninja yeah. Turtle knockoffs. I think All they're right. ninja alligators, actually. But, you know, it's <laughs> Are they ninjas or are they something else? Well, they have masks and they live in a sewer. Well, that's ninjas. Yeah. That's what I read about yeah, that's in what I history. Think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your world history. It's what the, you know, it's what the aliens are going to see. Uh, Ninja Turtles, right. realistic. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so satisfying. And it's, it's really, really fun because... Because it's both the sort of, you know, the fun of, like, crunching numbers and, like, getting a little bit better every day. And also the fun of, like, good strategic combat. There's no, like, 
real time element to it, right? There's no, no like, I don't or, think sorry, so. Not, like, there's no. It's like, every action you take, the, the clock. Okay, sort of but in other words, like, it's not like oh, it's it's eleven or it's one p.m. in game time. Yeah, in no. real life, mm-hmm. that means it's. And thank okay. God, because yeah, that would be rough. Is there a boss? <laughs> there are several sort of okay. bosses. Right. Yeah, there, there's like story bosses, and then mm. there's also like you know you have to win the tournament. Right, so that's, that's kind of like a boss. One of the things I liked about the game a lot was that it's structured such that you have like a boxer, you have like a fight coming up in a few days, basically, and so you have X amount of days to like prep for that fight uh-huh. and be in the right best condition you can be. Um, I forget what you what the bonus is for setting up a fight. Is it just that you? There's something like like I always wanted to be waiting for another fight. I didn't. I never. Yeah, wanted you can to be always some, be signing up. Yeah, for, I, fight. for some reason I never wanted to not be signed up for one. Because you can because you win medals and that's how you like actually level up. Your right. Medals. Okay. That's there you go. Yeah. Pretty much that the makes mechanic. Sense. Um, yeah. And it's also just so I box. I'm, I currently am doing MMA stuff right mm-hmm. now. More wrestling and uh, jujitsu stuff right now. You you box people, then you heal them because you exactly. Also, yeah. so I'm also right. I'm the then boxing you EMT. You yeah. know you know the whole thing. Yeah, you know, you the, know whole the whole backstory. Story. Apparently, um, but it also just really actually feels like the excitement of going to a gym and mm. training. And like this is the thing I, I wrote a little piece about it, and it's like secretly the best part of training in any kind of fighting is the training itself. Is the sort of like right. I'm going to go to the gym for three hours. All my worries, all my cares, yeah. they just melt away because all I care about is training and being in the Rocky this, montage. Being, being a literal Rocky montage, yeah. basically. And this game really feels like that. It I really really wondered why that. he didn't seem more worried about rent. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. being, yeah. yeah. You know, that, Reagan. Would be, that would be actual realistic. Yeah. But after you're saying the training would help, like the training like makes it all disappear because all you can focus on all is you like can think about punching is huge slabs of meat or whatever. Yeah. You know, right. you got to punch your meat. Gotta punch you. Actually, meat. have to do by food in this game. Believe <laughs> right, you do. That's yeah, actually that's a, a mechanic that's as well. It. Like you can't not work. You right. have to go to your job so yeah. that you can be paying for food, and you have to rest. Like there's all these stats that you're managing. So, mm. it's so good. It's like it's like one of those things where I'm, I'm glad it might end up on I, like a goatee list because I'm oh, that wow. obsessed with I, it. I hit a point. I, in it. It. I hit a point in it where I wasn't sure if. It was going anywhere bigger, like not bigger, but like I, I didn't know if I liked the progression curve in a way that wanted that I wanted to stick with it. So I'm glad to hear that like it is going well for you. How far did you get? Did you? I got kind of far. Okay. I got to like the the illegal fights. Okay. Due to the, the illegal well, fights. Well, they they go on the whole time. Right, but like I was doing some of those and like progressing in sure. both that side of things and the. Did you unlock um, one of the strategy builds? Way of yeah. the tiger, way of the bear. Okay. I think I did tiger. I'm doing tiger. Is there ever a situation once you deliver the pizza to the person that you just fought the other day? Well, there is a situation where you deliver a pizza to a ninja turtle. Right. Ninja alligator. Ninja alligator. In fact, that's an entire recurring series of events. There's special pizzas that need to go to a special address, and it's always a sewer, and it's always a ninja alligator. So you're not wrong. Yeah, you're you're correct. I tried to date a lady. I had to like click on things. Oh yeah, you have to you have to find things. For to her. find things in the environment. So that's my only gripe with this game is that you can't play as a woman. Like mm. I would like to play this as a, as a little you know as a little bruiser. Like as a mm. as a as a little bruiser. That's your brand. My of... actual little boxing name was Tiny Bruiser. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Is it like Tiny Dancer, but for people? Tiny who... Bruiser. Oh, 
but yeah. Yes. Hold me closer, tiny cruiser. It's a song about clinching. That's what it is. That's what it is. You got to hug people to death. Beautiful. That's that's Punch Club. That's out now. Yeah, on 3ds. I mean, it's on like iOS and other things, but this is the 3ds version. It just came out, so it was an excuse. It feels like a really good mobile game in general, or like portable game. So like that's that feels like a good fit for me. I've been playing it going to the gym, like and actually like. When I get out of the gym at night after wrestling yeah. for a couple hours, I'm really excited. I'm really happy. I get on the subway and I'm just playing this. Punch club. Wow. This is so good. All punching everything. Yep. I think it's time for a quick dip in the old question bucket. Yeah. Tim, yeah. it's your first time on the podcast. I need a number. A number? Uh, 13. It's, that's a low number. It's a great number. That's fine. I'll yeah. go 13. Yeah, it was that's born January 13th. Yeah. All right. It's my birthday. Happy, Next happy oh, nice. late birthday. Thank happy you. early birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank this you. comes in from Dave. Uh, so this is this is actually from. Oh, you know, this is the, I didn't I didn't combine. I'm gonna go back to this 13. Okay, this comes That's in from David, yeah. not from Dave. David. Okay. Uh, uh, who who says whenever a piece of media comes out abroad, he's from the UK. Um, comes out abroad with without a confirmed international release. I am hurting the potential for future. Tr- or sorry, am I hurting the potential for future translations by importing? Because I probably won't purchase and play the game again if it's localized. Does the fact that the most determined fans will import and push through the language barrier mean that the remaining group isn't large enough for actual translations of future titles to be profitable? Thank you for taking the moment to read this. Wishing you all the best with the transition into whatever Vice Gaming becomes. Thanks, it's an old Whoa, one. This is yeah. This is Number, this is the thirteenth email that, that came in. That for ever bucket, came in. That ever came in. Well, other ones. Right so, what translation? He's from the UK, right? What translation is he? Am I missing? The, what, well, the so of the word yeah. So, in the games industry, uh, a game that say comes out in the uh, it doesn't ha- happen often in the US to the UK, but a Japanese oh. game will oh, come out. Gotcha. So, okay. for instance, there's a, a series I really like called Valkyria Chronicles. There's a new entry, sort of, in the series that's out in Japan right now that I could import. I could spend money to bring it over. Mm. I probably wouldn't be able to read anything in it because yeah. it's not in Japanese, and I haven't <laughs> taken Japanese in a, a decade. Um, but. There have been times when I've done that. When the first Demon Souls came out, I imported that. I import lots of Gundam games because they don't get translated or they don't get localized. Mm. Um, and so what David's trying to get at is like if you're a super fan of a thing and you do spend the money to bring something over from another territory, then does that lower the chance Mm. of it actually coming over. And that does happen sometimes even within English-speaking games. Um, there's a, there's a, an old DS game called Hotel Dusk oh, that yeah. I really love. And the sequel to that just never came out in the U.S. ever. Um, but it is trans- like the European yeah. version exists with English in it. It just never came is, to the U.S. Is there like a Netflix of games? This seems like there should be, right? Yeah, like you shouldn't there have is. To get a disc. There you probably should be. Yeah. Gamefly exists and does give you discs, actually, still. Okay. Um, there isn't really... So Microsoft tried to do... Wanted to do something similar, it sounded like. Oh. Or, like... There sort of is, I guess. Yeah, it's just not the same level of, like, a Netflix. Or so, it's, it's so many right. different things. PlayStation Plus, there are, like, services you can you can subscribe to on both the PlayStation and the uh, the the Xbox. Xbox One that let you get, like, a free game a month. But you're not, like, picking, okay. I'm subscribing to X. Gotcha. Or, like, I am I get X amount of rentals or something like that. Yeah. Um, that would yeah, make things way better. Thing, right, there is the origin thing. Right, there is the origin thing. There is the EA, Electronic Arts does something very similar. There's the okay. EA Vault. Yes. Uh, which is similar. But yeah, like it, it, there's nothing that simple, and so you do run into these these issues where it's like sometimes it just feels ridiculous. Where it's like 
England has this game, or like America has this game. I'm in France. I know yeah. English. Just let me fucking import this game and play it, and and or like or just release it here. More mm. importantly, so I don't have to spend the extra money on bringing it in via you know overseas and yeah. spending extra money on taxes and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, David, if you're lowering the chances or not. Yeah, it, that's a really really good question because it depends on how many people right. are also doing this. Right? It's it it depends on, and I also I always think of people the kind of person who will import a game. Yeah. Might be such a fan that they do buy it twice. Totally. So I don't know how totally. big the, the number of people right. who are I like, the I just twice. want it once kind of thing. Right. Well, like, I think actually like my gut says that would not hurt your the case for that thing coming over. In fact, the more people who do import it, that's a signal that, yeah. uh, that there is a, a place for it in that market. Like, like, uh, my, the amount of people who would import any game is very low. Yeah. Like, in terms of, and I'm, I'm speaking completely anecdotally here from things I've heard, heard from other people over the last decade of being in the industry and talking to people and looking at numbers here and there, and I'm kind of synthesizing all of that. But, you know, if a game is really, really, really popular as an imported thing, that is still nowhere near the number of sales that would be necessary for it to be like worth localizing yeah. and bringing it over. Like so that that number is not necessarily going to like cut into it. But what it could do is if something like when Demon Souls was like picked up by a huge community in the West, it could signal to the publisher, "Oh, the taste there is not the same as we thought it was. There's actually a, there's all actually a case to be made for import or for localizing this and bringing it over to the West." So, I you know, David, I say do your thing. Do your import thing, the game that you want to yeah. want to import yeah. and have fun be with a fan. it. You know, yeah, Star be a Wars fan. came I mean, out and it's only in Japanese, right. no subtitles. Right. I would totally, you would totally do it. Yeah. I, I did that oh, for yeah. anime for years. And listen, we, our anime situation in the world is way better now than it used to be in well, terms of like it's improved. Yeah. It's definitely improved. If you want to watch an anime, you can fucking do it now. You don't have to go wait in the Elizabeth Street Mall in the basement for this dude to come over and unlock his store at two p.m. because he doesn't set hours because he knows that you want anime oh, that wow. bad. Wow. He's just going to wait for you. Yeah. Anyway, I totally that identify guy. with you there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Let me do one more number, Tim. All right. From like one to a hundred. Uh, all right, I'll go for fifty-seven. Ooh, why fifty-seven? I don't know. Heinz? No, it just seemed right. Is it a Heinz thing? Maybe. Maybe. It could be. Know. That yeah. could be. So this fifty-seven variety from uh, from Emilio from Puerto Rico, who says, "So in the past weeks, you've received a lot of questions about writing, and I found it really helpful just to write every day and post it to my Tumblr. I feel I'm really productive and that my writing has gotten better. However, I am looking for for any more specific advice on how to write for lack of a better term think pieces I feel like I have a good idea for a couple but how to structure it and how to begin seems like a hard task for me do I just start writing a piece from scratch should I skip an introduction and get to the meat if that's what I have should I come up with a thesis statement first can you talk about your process writing these pieces thank you for any answer you can give me my goal is to join Waypoint someday because I feel your website's type of content is unique in the gaming landscape thank you so much Amelia we do our best a lot Danielle, when you write like long form pieces, what's where do you start? I usually have ideas in my head, okay. and I've been I've been doing this for a little while, so it's like fairly easy for me to just kind of write an or an introduction, which I'll probably go back to, you know, kind of boilerplate, just saying yeah. like, here's the thing I want to say, and then I go into the thing that I want to say. Then I make a lot of edits. I sort of used to think of it as like throwing paint on a canvas, sure, and then actually sort of shaping it into words. It was like, it's like a very visual metaphor for me. Um, I do think. Uh, you know, my process might be different from Austin's, which might be different from Patrick's, totally. which might be, you know, whatever kind of helps you. As you d- develop as a writer, yeah. 
you will also develop your particular like your habits. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. what works for you. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try new things necessarily. Like I, I definitely was the sort of person who for years and years and years just kept it all in my head and then like barfed it out onto a page and then like moved it around until it was good. Um, but then as I did more and more work, I like started taking notes. Like someone, uh, uh, another writer who I really respected was like, Austin, you have to fucking start taking notes. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I just have it all up here. And like, meanwhile, you yeah. understand I'm taking notes for other things I'm writing. Right. right? Like, I'm doing right. academic work at that point that's like 30, 40,000 words long. And so, of course, I have it like notes. I'm not just all up here. But I didn't want to do it for games writing for some reason. And then I was like, fine, I'll start taking notes. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like way better. Like, I'm glad I got pushed to start doing that. What do you um, mean by taking notes? So, like, if I'm writing a piece, let's say, so I, I, I'm in the middle of writing a piece now about like post truth. America, right? Like post, the post fact, the alternative fact, uh, the tied into this this old tabletop role playing game, um, and and like how that's been an interesting lens for me to work out why it is we're struggling in this moment. Um, and so, whenever I'm thinking about those, first of all, I'm just dumping in any ideas I have into a piece of onto a doc, right? Which is like, oh shit, this this is a good link. I'm going to bring this in. I'm just going to mm-hmm. put this here so I remember it when it's time to like really sit down and hammer this out. But then also, I'll do an outline eventually, which is like, which does for me start with some sort of thesis statement or thesis idea, like some sort of like driving point that I'm trying to get at. Um, sometimes I don't even have that necessarily, but I have a question that I want to answer or I have um, uh, a statement that I think is evocative and that is uh, like the engine that is pushing me to, to write the piece. Because sometimes you do sit down to write you know, prose uh, or journalistic prose, critical prose isn't always the same as academic prose and that you're not writing to prove a thesis necessarily. Um, but you should, for me, these sorts of think pieces should have a thesis at the you heart should, of them by the time you're definitely done. definitely be making an argument. Yes, You need totally. to convince people, yeah. Um, and so from there, I end up building out uh, an outline that is like, here is the top section, here's like the, here's what the, body, the middle of the body looks like, here's, here are like the three like, things I want to hit, and then I structure that out. And then that's all flexible too. Like sometimes I'll have like, oh, this is three sections. Oh, wait, no, that's one section. This is really boring. This is like, you have no idea how many words I fucking cut. You have to. Like that's, <laughs> sure. that's been yeah. a big thing. Tim, do you do much writing? Not much writing, but I do do stand-up. Oh, do sure. Do stand-up. You do do stand-up. Probably probably the same I bet you yeah. do more than do do stand-up. <laughs> but uh, I, I think in my version of taking notes is just tweeting every five seconds. Nice. And yeah. then one, one day when I'm ready to turn into something I do on stage, I try to find I try to find the thesis or whatever In those, I've been thinking about. Yeah, and then you delete them out. all so that no one can steal your material. I think, so. I think I'm not big enough for that yet. At some point, uh, I'll get one big day. enough for it. One day. Well, you have an have intern tweeting that. for you. Listen, yes, when someone steals yeah. your shit, you fucking yeah. come on this podcast and we'll put it on blast. <laughs> that's right. You fucking have your back, yeah, Tim. Yeah. That's right. A, a thesis I'm working on right now is I'm trying to build the case that Barack Obama made first black president progress. And that we okay. need to be able to come right. to a consensus about how we judge him because he could only do first black president progress. Right, he was never going to do never. good president progress. <laughs> right? Yeah, but he's in a he's in a bubble, you know. Right. He can't show too too many emotions. He can only show, you know. Do you think did. second do you, do you how many times do we have to bubble it do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think how second and third black president? I think president? after yeah. a third black president we'll be able to truly just be in in a space where we can you know. A post-racial or, presidency? No, but at least then we'll be able to do relative black presidencies. Yeah, because, I mean, I on both sides, you know, there are black Americans who feel like he didn't do enough for the black Totally. Community. But he also had to deal with, you know, running the full country. You know, right. You can only, and also, like, yeah. people it's obstructing him. It's like the first black person at, at the every office. Or the right. first, you know. Right, totally. It's, yeah, it is... This is part of his in- incremental. How progress. many people do you think called him eloquent to his face or articulate? <laughs> oh, my God. How many? On account. 
I think very, yeah. More than a thousand? What is it, more than a thousand? Probably more than a thousand. Oh, you're just so articulate. You're so well-spoken. You're clean. (laughs) You're so clean. You're clean. Wow. It's clean and articulate. That's that's what Biden said about him at a debate before he was on the ticket. I'm sure Donald Trump has said it many times. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he will continue to. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the for for us. It is seems to be that there is a degree of note taking involved. Um, I, I think that's the only way you end up getting something really good. And then and then it's not just preparation. It's it's that second stage of like, here are all of my words. How do I now turn them into something more than just a collection of really good ideas? We do lots of editing here, and a lot of the pieces that come in come in at. 2,500, 3,500 words, and we cut them down to, to 1,500 or 2,000 words, and that's frankly still too long. And I say that as someone who got here by writing 3,000 words screeds. I think this is one thing that I see the most of uh, is that you know people often use too many words to say something simple, yeah. or or even if you're not saying something simple, when you're kind of like pontificating overly, you know, sort of using overly flowery language, yeah. like you should be able to use words in any way that you want. Your voice is yep. your voice. There's a musical quality words. I think right. you know it's well, certainly uh, it, sometimes that is absolutely appropriate, but using well, that for point. everything right. is so like, unnecessary and gets in the way. Like here are two columns that I love that we do. So we do postscripts, which is from Cameron Kunzelman, or postscript, and then we do a postcard from from Jack DeKey. The former is really argumentative. It has a thesis. It argues that thesis, and Cameron gets the fuck in and gets the fuck out. Yep. Like, he submitted things before they're like 900 words. Right? I've been like, oh, word? Yeah. Like, you said some shit in 900 words. And there's only like I'm 10 winded. words to cut. Right, at exactly. All. Yeah. At all. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, you need more here. Like, this is really good, right, and I actually more. want you to expand on this. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not saying that short, shorter is better necessarily, but it's it can it can be hard to cut words from a piece that you're writing if you've written, if you've put them, you know, put them out there. Jack DeKeat writes these longer pieces of 1,500 to 2,500 words that are really flowery and really evocative and that, that lull you into a certain rhythm. And that, that is the point of those pieces. And that's appropriate to that. Exactly. exactly. He's yeah. not there to make an argument about the state of the games industry or about politics or about death. He is there to envelop you in the feeling of playing a game. And so that works really well for him. Um, and so like that is, for me, like the spread of, of like the shortness, the the the... The thing that Cameron does really well is he'll write, shout out to Cameron Kunzelman, he'll write 1,500 words and then cut 500. And the reason I think writers learn how to do that is, and this is the thing I've said a lo- for a long time, is like those 500 words weren't wasted. They were a bridge to get you to your final yes. point. And you can cut them because they're redundant or because they deserve a different piece all to their own. Um, so like I, it, that's my, my two big things. Like yeah. Find a, pr- a pre-writing uh, system that works for you based on what you're writing and then spend the time afterwards to really edit it and figure out where you need to cut or where you need to expand. Yeah, um, just don't be precious when or it's time for to someone cut. to read it out loud to you. And yes, reading it out loud was the best advice. Yes. And notice, uh, <laughs> yeah, read that it, I ever got. Notice yeah. when yeah. they are like getting bored of reading it. Yeah, frankly, yeah. Um, that's been the weirdest thing about being at like a, a website that has the technology to see where people bounce off of an article. Where it's like, oh wow, yeah, this is the paragraph right here. Like we went from eighty percent of people reading it to thirty percent. Like what happened in this paragraph? <laughs> That's like it, that doesn't necessarily turn what we do into a mechanistic writing, but it's useful input to have, certainly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's. I like having a practice like writing. I like having a thing that's like this is. I know I could be better at this by just continuing to do it and looking at people who I think do it well. Um, it, it's a very it, punch club kind of it thing. Is. It you know is. what I'm saying? And I mean that actually, like not. It's actually like a martial arts kind of thing in it. So I'm not saying that facetiously. Yep. I just really like punch clubs. Punch club seems cool. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, if you were watching on Twitch, we know that the sound was was not great. That's because we're in the middle of our still unbuilt dentist yeah, dental dental office. dental office. There's Tim over there. There's Tim. There's, there's all sorts. There's some cameras back here. Look at those cameras. Giant yeah. giant speakers out it's, there. Some big old. Those aren't going to be in here. Sadly, no, I think we don't think need those. Those are wooden speakers. They're dope, but they're yeah. they got moved. They used to be in the they lobby. They would blow this room apart. I they, think they would. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so. right here. But if you yeah. this is up here like be this. a well-oiled machine, this is yeah. gonna be a a, a fully a well-oiled room. Yeah, room. Yeah, that's well, right. well-oiled <laughs> room. That's what we call it. Well, thank you so much for watching this week. Uh, we will be back on Monday with with more. You can, as always, find everything we do at waypoint.vice.com, waypoint.zone, bazinga.zone, digitalpyramids.com, new.donk.city, yeah. twitter.com slash waypoint. All of our videos go up on youtube.com slash waypointvice. Yes. Uh, this week, Patrick played some Yakuza. You can go watch sure him do did. that. That was really good. You got a great achievement this week. That was... Yeah, he got something, didn't he? Good. He got something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> check that out. Um, we have short form videos going up now every Tuesday and soon uh, there will be more to add to that but Guide to Games has been going up every Tuesday they're like little short three minute game crit videos um, what else is going on Danielle? Oh man! Well, we're gonna actually be putting more stuff up during the weekend That's true. now as well. Let's so do our best to. You can keep looking. Yes. On our on our Over Twitter on our Facebook. Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice. Where can people find you, Danielle? They can find me on Twitter, Danielle R I, and on Facebook for some reason. If you want to find me on Facebook, I am Danielle Riendo Writer. Awesome. And Tim. you, Tim? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Barnes four five one. The temperature at which jokes burn. Nice. Oh yeah. Is there like a stand up special like I can link them to? Is there like a uh, if they go to uh, TimBarnesComedy.com, there should be just a quick video of me doing stand-up. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> me too. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We will catch you on Monday. Until then, peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.